we need to talk strikes fear into the hearts of most. But we're breaking down that scary declaration on the Talking Couple podcast. I'm Deshaun. And I'm Laurie. We're married. Both from the South, but made the cross-country move to L.A. And are busy pursuing our careers. Even with the demands of life, we aim to put our marriage first. Every other week, we share personal experiences from our own relationship to help other couples spot red flags, get fresh insight, and ultimately strengthen their partnerships. We get real, raw, and sometimes a little uncomfortable to give you the tools to change your life. Hi there. Glad you found us. Welcome to the first episode of the Talking Couple podcast, episode number 101. So if you're in a relationship or you're looking for one, this is the show for you. It's all about setting your relationship up for success by tackling tough topics head on. You know, we're talking about money, sex, religion, trust issues. And the in-laws. Oh yeah, the (laughs) in-laws. And on today's episode, you'll get to know who we are, the unique way that we met, and the question we always get asked that actually led us to start this podcast. So, you know, you don't really know who we are yet, so why don't we share sort of a two-minute story of who we are? Sure, let's do it. I want you to go first. So, about me, well, I grew up in a small town in Louisiana, and then my mother moved me to Atlanta. You know, I grew up just like any other kid. I played sports, played football, played baseball, started my own business in my 20s, which was really good. And then 2008 hit and that recession thing and lost that. And so then I decided to move to Nashville and I became a uh, ballroom dancer. So I danced for 10, 11 years now. And then this is how me and this beautiful lady met. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. Ladies, find a man who can dance. (laughs) That's that's how you do it. That's <laughs> that's the secret. Yeah, me. you're really good at sports, so I hear. Thought you would go to college and maybe. Yeah, yeah, playing and tore my ACL my senior year, so that didn't really pan out the way I wanted it to, and so so I just started to work, and I was like, well, I need to make money and get a job and that old adulting thing. Ugh. But it happens, and that's life. Yeah, so I took a different path, obviously. I am the exact opposite of Deshaun. I'm horrible at organized sports. I'm afraid of the ball. I jammed my finger the last time we tried to play football. football, Well, just catch. Or just catch football, yeah. Yeah. Definitely didn't go that route. (laughs) But I actually grew up in a small town in Kentucky, the youngest of three girls. It's kind of weird because even as a little kid, I can remember feeling like very restless and thinking like, man, like I need to get out of here. I'm destined for something great. Um, and I didn't really understand like what that meant or all I knew is that I wanted to go somewhere and do something different. And, oh, and I should say too, that I was raised by a perfectionist. So I'm kind of a recovering perfectionist. Yeah. We'll get into that at a later date. (laughs) (laughs) And so, um, you know, I, I knew pretty early on what I wanted to do, or I thought I did at least, and became a news reporter and wanted to be really be a news reporter, news anchor and you know be the next joan london if you guys are old enough to remember who she is um on good morning america at about 25 i hit a quarter life crisis if you will i had no idea that that was such a thing but realized that i wasn't happy and didn't really understand like all that because it was you know first time really being an adult out of college and working and figuring out who i was and living alone and all of that but 
that prompted the move back to Nashville and a different sort of career path. Mm -hmm. And I've sort of been on that same career path ever since. That was definitely, um, I guess, a life-changing moment and sort of altered the path of the rest of my life. I definitely could see people that I worked with in the TV business, and I didn't want to be like them at, at their age. You know, not a lot of people took really good care of their health, and not mm -hmm. a lot of people seemed super happy and just decided that I wanted something different. So yeah, coming back that. to Nashville is what ultimately led me to meeting you. So it was the best decision of my life. That was really good. Yeah. Really good. So that might have been longer than two minutes, but... <laughs> well, it's our show, so we hey, can make right. it as long as we like. Somewhere in there, our lives intersected, and we yeah. met, and it's kind of one of my favorite stories, actually. Mm -hmm. So you better tell it right. <laughs> oh. oh, wow. Thank you. Thank you. So um, we met dancing. She came into the studio. I was an instructor, and we danced together for about a year, year and a half before anything actually came about. Um, it was just, you know, just all about dancing, just having a good time. We started to, I guess, have like a little bit more of an involved relationship. It was like more feelings were coming along. Stronger connection. Stronger connection. And then it was just like, hey, you want to go ahead and give this a shot? And then I moved to Atlanta. Yeah, so for... start dating somebody and then try the long distance thing for six months. But it actually, I think, worked in our favor because we already knew each other, you know, for a good period of time. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, we were dating and figuring that that weird transition out. That was kind of Like, how crazy. do we, you know, we got to set boundaries <laughs> and, you know, what, you know, this is a little different. But, and then you moved for your job. It was actually kind of cool because I would look forward to every couple weeks driving the yeah. four-hour trek to Atlanta and just getting out enjoying and... his company we wouldn't have anything to do per se like no chores no errands no life getting in the way and we would yeah. just hang out and watch movies and go dancing yeah and... in fact like we still will like reminisce about that time and be like oh I just want things to be easy like it was when you were in Atlanta and let's just go back to that time and yeah. Everything was so simple then. And, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, Probably didn't feel that simple at the time, but looking back, it felt pretty simple. It was, it was super nice. Yeah. Then you ended up back in Nashville, thankfully. And somewhere along the way, we decided, you know what? We really like this. I really like you. We should get married. Yeah. Oh, no. What did we do? What did your mom say whenever you called? <laughs> Oh. <laughs> to tell her we were engaged. Oh, she first thing she always asked was, "Where am I having a grandchild?" I was like, "No, that's not even close." But before that, she asked, "Are you sure you want to do this?" <laughs> oh, yeah, she was like, "Yeah, are you are you ready?" I was like, "Well, what, what else are we gonna do? We've been dating for a couple of years, and if you know it's there, then then do it. If it's right, it's right, you know." Because when we go out, we love to like have a good time. We like to be the life of the party in a crowd. Mm -hmm. We just have energy and, you know, people a lot of times will come up just unprovoked and be like, oh my gosh, like you guys are so cute or oh my gosh, you can so tell that you're in love. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's like the ultimate compliment because we're not even trying to be, you know, we're just being us out, not even realizing that anybody's like watching us or paying attention. And 
that got me thinking like, well, what is it about us that makes us work? Are we really unique or what is it about us that people are drawn to? And, you know, we've heard that from even people that are pretty close to us, like our, you know, our trainer that we see day in, day out, you know, when we're grumpy and happy and when we're sweaty or quiet and (laughs) half asleep, you know, and he even said, you know, you guys should really share, share, like work with young couples, just get share our experiences. So I guess all that to say, I don't really know what it is that makes us work, but that's kind of what led us to do this podcast. I don't know. Do you have thoughts on like what makes us work so well? I just think it's because we we do the things that we want to do and we don't necessarily follow the norm. From pretty early on, and hence the name of the podcast and sort of the whole purpose of this podcast, but we put it all out on the table because, you know, I was, I'm five years older. (laughs) (laughs) I probably shouldn't say that, but, and so, and I was also a little bit older, like, especially compared to the South where people get married much younger than they do sometimes in other parts of the country. You know, I had already kind of been single for a while, you know, been through some breakups, done a lot of work on myself. And so by the time that we got together and neither one of us were really looking for anything, we, we were like, well, I'm not just doing this for the heck of it or for fun. If we're going to do this, then we really need to be serious about like, is this going to work? And so literally I can remember on one of our first or second dates, um, basically saying, look, I know this probably shouldn't, I mean, this is kind of rare to come up in conversation this early, but um, I don't really think I want kids. Are you okay with that? Because it's a deal breaker for so many people, and especially in the South, really yeah, everywhere. Yeah. Kids are just so such an expected next step. That's and, not a next step for me. Right. <laughs> it wasn't. So, you know, I was just like, okay, that's cool. Well, What's next? Like, all right, kids. Then, you know, we're talking about you know, money. We're talking about what's the extra baggage. Like, there's no, hey, I've, I've, I'm hiding something. And just, But that's just, because like, we talked about it. I mean, we literally, like, put everything out there. You yeah, know, the good, gotta... the bad, the ugly, all of it. So I'm thinking, I, I think that is one of the things that makes us work or has made us work over the years is because everything's like you said out on the table and Mm -hmm. that that took the pressure off of like expectations you know pretty early on and we were on the same page because i think that the minute you get off the same page heck half it sometimes you're in the wrong like totally wrong chapter much less the same page you're probably in a different book that's when that's when things (laughs) really start to get rocky and it's a, it has to evolve, right? Because our lives have changed since we've gotten together. And so we have yeah. to continually remind ourselves to like constantly, put it out all on the table. Constantly working on it. It's just like, how are you feeling? What's going on? You know, why are, why are things the way they are? And so you just got to... Why have we been yelling at each other for the last five days this week? Yeah. <laughs> all that good mm, stuff. I know. And then like you got to so. step back, rebalance and be like, you know what? Yeah, you're right. Like, I don't like the place we're in right now let's let's talk it out let's walk it out yeah let's talk walk, it out and and talk. walk it out walk and talk yeah you got to walk it to talk it and then you work it out <laughs> i like that yeah yeah you can keep it that's a little bit about why we started the podcast and maybe like a hint i guess of some of the topics that we are going to talk about you know obviously the big ones that we talked about early on kids or no kids um, money and finances Mm -hmm. you know with us being an interracial relationship yeah our faith spirituality 
sex, mental health, goal settings, and just what do you see yourself in like 10 years? How do you see our relationship? Because we certainly, I mean, part of our personalities, which mesh well together, I think, is that we are constantly trying to push each ourselves and also each other as a couple. And so mm -hmm. can't wait to share in another episode coming soon about this really cool like goal setting retreat that we did oh, just yeah, that was took a road fun. trip took a bunch of post-it notes and sharpies <laughs> <laughs> got some music and literally like locked ourselves away well out at the out at the hotel pool and wrote out one yeah. year eight year monthly and you daily know, daily goals pretty and, much like the whole shebang of like this is what we want to do. This is how we want to get it accomplished. And you do it together. I think that's like really cool is the fact that like we can both see where we want to go and like we can build something together. I'll never forget we went through like premarital counseling before we got married and we had this little workbook to fill out. And it had never had occurred to me that couples could actually like be together, but not enjoy spending time together. And so one of the like areas of the workbook that we took an assessment on, and then they, you know, compared our scores to see how we scored up mm -hmm. was about, was the area of quality time. And she was like, wow, you know, your scores are really, really high in this area. Like you really do enjoy spending time together. And we kind of looked at each other mm -hmm. like, well, well, why wouldn't we? Yeah. Like, of course, <laughs> like, we love to do things together. Now we, we have our own interests and hobbies, of course, but she, she laughed and was like, you would be surprised. There are some couples that can't find anything in common that they like to do. So exactly. that was like a real eye opener. Then it's like, why would you want to get together with someone that you don't like to spend time yeah. with? But I think it's more common than you realize. Cause I started thinking kind of back to prior relationships or even, you know, friends or colleagues that I know and it can be pretty easy to like fall into that trap I think you know if you like to go if I like to go shopping and you like to watch sports or if I like to go horseback riding and you like to go hiking and we each have totally different hobbies and yeah. interests you know I, I guess it, it's not that uncommon but thankfully for us that's not an issue but I would just say that if you're in a relationship and you don't have any common interests, really work hard to find something that can sort of like bring you together I, where it doesn't feel like a sacrifice for one or the other. Yeah. Well, I think you would just not need to be in that relationship. Well, it's certainly a red flag, I think, if you're starting out in a relationship and you just do your own things and you're not really interested in what the other person does. Yeah, because you're going to be with them for like the rest ever. of your life. You're just wasting time. Yeah. And <laughs> I will say like, that's definitely not been our, that was not on our agenda. Mm. And I know everybody says this, but we were very adamant and serious mm. about we're getting married and we're doing this one time. One and done. Yep. So I guess we should probably wrap things up just so we don't talk for talk like forever. 12 hours. <laughs> We'll normally close the show um, with questions from listeners. So you can send those to us at feedback at thetalkingcouple.com. But we thought for our first episode that we would leave you with a few of our favorite things. Mm, yes, favorite things. And that makes me want to sing that song from Sound of Music. Do, do, do. No, I, I don't know. I, <laughs> I, was, I was waiting for that. <laughs> I tried. No, no, I'm not going to go. 
So, uh, I guess favorite things about each other. What are you going to say? So, my favorite thing about this young lady here is her eyeballs (laughs) and her ankles. Yes. Go figure. Mm -hmm. Why am I not surprised that you would say ankles? Well, I don't know. Why are you surprised? I'm not surprised. Good. You shouldn't be. Because as you should know, I'm a dancer and she got to have strong ankles. I do have to tell an embarrassing story on myself, though. We were... We weren't dating yet. Um, you were my t- dance teacher. And I ordered some ballroom shoes, which they're like these satin shoes with heels. And mm-hmm. they're kind of difficult to get on, especially when you first put them on because yeah. you order the size much smaller than your actual foot because they stretch out. You had to show me how to put them on and, you know, put the, put the strap around and hook it into the, the, buckle. the buckle. It's a little bit different than a normal shoe. So... I was like, no, no, I've got it. And and he was adamant. I guess it was like a, a policy at the studio that the gentleman puts the shoe on the lady. So it was a total Cinderella moment, which, you know, most people would be like thrilled about. Mm-hmm. Except that I had on long pants and I hadn't you had shaved. A, you had leggings on. No, no, no. I had pants on. I hadn't shaved in a couple of days. And so my legs were hairy. <laughs> And so he grabs my ankle to put the shoe on. And all I could think was, oh, my gosh, (laughs) I have hairy legs. Yeah, you were fixated on my ankles. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. For me, uh, my favorite thing about you would be um, funny that yours are like physical things and mine are not. That's such a guy gal thing. But anyway, (laughs) this guy right here, my favorite thing. And probably why we work so well is that you stay calm and you don't overreact when I overreact. Lifesaver skill right there. I try. All right. What about an item or a thing that you love? Mm, I think you should go this time. Okay. I'll go. Okay. This one's easy, easy, easy for me because anybody who knows me knows that I love pizza. All kinds of pizza. And if I could eat pizza three meals a day, I would. It's the best. Regular, like deep dish, thin crust, New York style, pizza rolls, pizza (laughs) pockets, Domino's pizza, Papa John's pizza. Anything with pizza in it? Pizza. She's all about it. Yep. So um, an item I love, well, you guys have been seeing it pretty much the whole show. If you're watching on YouTube. My Saints Cup. If you're not watching on YouTube and you're listening to our podcast. If you're listening to us, um, it's an insulated plastic Saints Cup. And I pretty much go everywhere with that thing. I take it to parties and it's like, oh, you need a cup? Nope, I brought my own. New Orleans Saints. Yes, I am that guy. Yeah, and it's the best. It's the, I agree, because I have one too. Um, but mine is St. Louis Cardinals. Yours is New Orleans Saints. Yeah. But those cups, these, they're great. And then something that you love that everyone else hates. Probably um, ankles again. <laughs> you can't give the same answer twice. Why not? <laughs> Do people hate ankles? Uh, people don't like cankles. That's true. But people don't like feet, and that's like a part of the Close. foot. But not a foot fetish. Oh, heavens no. Okay. Something that I actually love that I know 90% of people in this world hate is public speaking. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like that's part of my job, and I actually love that adrenaline rush, like putting the process of putting together a presentation. Yeah. Yeah, and be sure to join us on our next episode of The Talking Couple. You know, we're going to get really honest and a little bit vulnerable um, about (laughs) stress and anxiety. 
And there's certainly no shortage of that going on around now because so many things are outside of our control. Yeah, definitely. With the current situation. So more to come on that. Thanks for joining us for the Talking Couple podcast. We have a favor to ask. Please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe to the Talking Couple. We'd love to hear from you. You can also find us on social media. We are The Talking Couple on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram.